is up, guys, and welcome to the Self Design Show, a podcast completely centered around helping other people unite and become the best versions of themselves. I am a huge believer that as we go out and share our stories with those close to us, and as we're able to create, you know, this vulnerability and be able to create great relationships with people around us, and as we come together, that the world can be impacted so much. So in effort to break any negative stigma towards mental health, I will be interviewing professionals and members of the community to share with us their stories and learnings from them. For those of you who are just tuning in, I have some previous episodes where we, um, where I had shared my story and why I wanted to share this podcast. We also had the wonderful opportunity of having Clint Pulver, a motivational speaker and an inspirational speaker, come onto the show and share some thoughts that he has about our generation and some things that are that we're going through, the times that we are in now. And in the future, we have people like therapists and other speakers and life coaches all lined up to come share with us their thoughts. But today is a little bit different. Like I had mentioned in the very beginning, the reason that I started this show and one of the big beliefs that I have is as we open up to each other and as we are able to be vulnerable with, you know, those people as close to us. And I know that vulnerable word, it's kind of scary. And for some of you, you might be even thinking, what does vulnerable mean? What does it mean to be vulnerable with people? And I love that Brene Brown, she's a famous author and she talks about it a lot. She says that as we are vulnerable, we open up this line of communication. We're able to understand each other better. And once we're able to understand each other better, there tends to not be as many problems. And so today's episode is completely centered around vulnerability, really. It's centered around people sharing with us their experiences, their feelings, and their thoughts towards the world that we're living in. And I want to share that with you. And so the purpose of today's episode is we're going to go through a survey that I had sent out over social media asking people what are some things that they go through? What are some things that they think their friends go through? What are some things that they think the world in general is going through? And the purpose behind this is I want to show everybody And I hope to open up a little bit of an example to show that we are not alone. That a lot of times the stuff that we're going through is something that someone else is probably going through as well. And so as you're listening to today's podcast, I just want to encourage you to think about some things that you might be going through and see if you relate to people who are also going through similar things. And so let's start right off. The first question that I asked in this survey, and this was a super vulnerable question for people to answer, but the first question that I asked was, what are some things that you are currently going through or struggling with? And like I said, I don't want this to be a time where there's, there's this idea of trauma bonding where you, you talk with somebody and you share with you their experiences and then you add it on top of that and it's just this big pile of, of negative things, but I want to share this as a light to show that, you know, none of us are really perfect. We all go through things and we're not alone. I know for me, some of the hard times that I've been through, I always thought I was alone and that's not the case. So let's just dive right in. I'm super excited for today's episode. Thanks again for being here. I also want to mention that I am not a licensed therapist. I have no right or no licensing or no certification to create any kind of diagnosis. I don't have any right to come up with any kind of cure or any proposals of what you should do, but I do want to just open this up, be very vulnerable, read these experiences, share some of my thoughts, 
That way we can all connect here together. So the first question that we asked was, what are things you are currently going through or struggling with? Before I answer this question or before we go through the responses, I also want to mention another question I asked in this survey was, what are some things or questions that you want answers or what are, what's some help that you would like? And because of the, the many answers that we were able to get, we will be able to have therapists and life coach on the show being able to offer answers to these questions. So if you have questions, if you want to share with us, whether that's privately or, or over social media, some things that you are going through, we will have professionals on the show talking about and explaining some different things that we can do in our lives to, to make it through those things. Okay, now onto the questions. What are, your, what are things you are currently going through or struggling with? And this person said, mostly just feeling lonely. Man, I, I know that I've been that way. We are at a day and age where everyone seems too busy or have too many priorities that no one really cares deeply about anyone anymore. Wow. First off, whoever sent that in, thank you. And, you know, I think that's so true. I think we have grown up in this, this lifestyle where we have social media and it's so easy to connect with people over the phone, whether that's text or Snapchat or through Instagram direct message or whatever it is, that it's hard to create those social connections. And I think, you know, one of the downsides of that is we do feel lonely. I think something that we're going to see as we go on throughout this episode is that a lot of times the reason we feel lonely is because we feel like we're alone. Alone, lonely, right? They have the same kind of, they have that lone word in it. And I know for me that the times that I have felt the most lonely is when I, when I wasn't wanting to be around others or I felt that others were not wanting to be around me. And I know that kind of sounds cliche or sounds exactly what the definition of lonely is, but I know that I have felt that way. And I've seen in my friends and the people that I've lived with and I've associated with that loneliness is a huge thing. And I'm sure as we get on throughout this episode that we're going to find out and see that, you know, sometimes loneliness leads to being anxious. Are you doing something wrong? Is there something going on? You know, or you'll feel a little bit depressed. Man, what am I doing wrong? Is it that people don't like me or whatever that is? And I want you to know that that's not the case. And I know for me, myself, I can only speak from my own experiences, but anytime that I felt lonely, reaching out helps so much. I like how as we go on in this questionnaire, this person also said, and they, they said if they wanted any kind of life answer, if they wanted help or guidance, that they want to learn how to find people to talk to. And in one of the previous podcasts that we've done, we talked a lot about how in that time of loneliness or that time of need, Reaching out to somebody close to you, as hard as it is, can be such a benefit. Just reaching out and saying, hey, you know, I am going through a difficult time. Or, hey, I'm not feeling super great today. You know, could we hang out? Or, hey, I need some extra support today. Could you please help me? That has been so beneficial. So I'm not answering that question. I'm just saying from my experiences, as we reach out to those close to us, and we continue building out that, you know, we'll be able to fight that loneliness. Okay, let's go on to the next answers. 
The next answers that we got is uh, this one. Seeing myself as beautiful when society has a particular model of what's beautiful and what's not. That's something that somebody's going through. Is that something that you might be going through? Or do you know somebody that's going through this? Now, believe it or not, there are studies that show the more that we have social media, the more that we have this particular model, like this person had mentioned, of a standard or beauty that we need to match. There's actually been, um, and I don't know the direct quotes or facts, but there has been a new diagnosis of, I think it's called Snapchat filter dysphoria where people are actually wanting to go in and get plastic surgery to look like a filter. And that's something really difficult. And we have these filters, we have these certain ways that we want to appear to the world. And I mean, Instagram, you rarely see people posting anything negative, right? It's always something super great. And I think that this person, when they were answering this question, it's exactly that. That's right. I mean, Everyone's posting that they're either getting engaged or they just got a new job or they're having a new kid or their family's on vacation. And it's hard to feel positive all the time in our own lives when it's hard to come to the I come to the grips of the idea of not having a good life when it seems like everybody else is, you know. And for those of you that are going through this, I think it's super important to know that self-worth and, and self-value, and this is all stuff that comes within life coaching, but trying to determine what is it that you are, you are good at. I think it's very easy to look at ourselves and to think, man, I am not beautiful. But to who? I mean, sometimes I love it. I love in a therapy session that I had that a therapist had mentioned to me, we have very radical thinking. And what he meant by this is, we'll have a bad hair day, for example, and we'll look at ourselves in the mirror and we'll say, wow, I am ugly. But that's not true. You might look ugly that day, and I'm not trying to sound rude, but you might not be looking the greatest that you ever have, but that does not make you automatically ugly. The same goes for tests or for schooling. You might, do, you might make a little bit of a mistake. That does not mean that you become your mistake. That just means you made a mistake. And I know for me, that's something that I really, really went through. I would, you know, ask a girl out and I would be like, oh, shoot, she probably thinks I'm weird. And then for some reason, I'm like, okay, I'm now a weirdo. I'm a crazy guy. Or I would fail on a test and be like, oh, I'm a failure because of a test, you know. And so when it comes to this, this idea of being beautiful in a society of people who are also not really sure whether or not they're beautiful, I think. Find the things that you are. Don't find the things that you're not in the moment. Because I think once we start looking in ourselves, we're going to see a lot more beauty than we see anything else. A lot of us have the intent to do great things. A lot of us have the intent to go out and to make a difference. And that's where beauty comes from. I love that question. Um, let's continue going on. And like I said, I really want you to, as you're listening to this episode, just to see if you can relate with some of these, these, these feelings or these whatever people are going through. This next one that somebody put out is they said that they feel like people are being really disingenuous, that there is society plague. 
to kind of translate that's that there's these people that don't necessarily care 100% going back to that first one. I mean, is that something that you are going through? Do you feel like maybe people aren't necessarily caring about you? I know that's something that I've gone through. Or society's plague. Do you feel like there's people or societies that are going downwards or maybe not in the best position ever? I think, you know, if we look at it, it's very easy to focus on those things and think, wow, you know, maybe everything is going downhill. But how often do we look at the positive? How often do we see that we have a generation full of people that are searching after purpose and trying to be the best that they can be? Okay, let's continue on. This is a cool one. I love this one. They say, there's stresses of school. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way. Do you guys feel stressed about school? I don't, I don't feel like that's an actual thing. No, of course it's a thing. They, they continue on. They're saying, having a hard time staying on top of assignments. I have gone through that, continue to go through that. It's, if you're going through this, I swear to you, you're not alone. And if you feel like you're alone, just go into a library and, and just make some friends. Talk to somebody and, and, and discuss with them what you're going through. But this person also continued, they said, but also balancing a social life, right? It's hard. We're going through school. We're trying to figure some things out. We're trying to get our degrees. We have all these homework to do and classes to do. And how are you supposed to do all that and be social? I know for a lot of people that listen in, there's kind of this pressure to date and to go out and to build relationships or friendships to be social. But how is that possible when you're also supposed to have a 4.0 in college and to keep your scholarships, right? If you're going through this, like I said, I promise you're not alone. There's many people like you that are going through the exact same thing. And as you're able to reach out and to be open about, you know, I am busy right now, but I do want to be social, that you're going to find that a lot of people are going to be able to share with you the things that they do to balance. Maybe it's not the best, but there's definitely some kind of way. Okay, on to the next question, or the next answer. This one's cool. They say addiction. Now, I know for me, when I first read this answer, I think it's very easy to think of addiction of like, you know, they're a drug addict, or they smoke, or they do drugs, right? There's this very negative connotation when it comes to addiction. But for myself, I love soda. Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper, and a McDonald's Coke, my favorite things in the whole entire world. And it gets to the point where it's an addiction. I have caught myself pulling out a Mountain Dew and drinking it because I felt like I needed to. I had to. My body was literally pulling me to it so that I could get over whatever it was, stress or being tired or whatever it is. And that addictions can go on and on and on, whether it's addicted to a person or addicted to video games or addicted to YouTube or Netflix or addicted to music even. And not to say that any addiction is worse or less worse than the other, but whatever it is, there, whatever it is, there's somebody else probably going through it. And just because you might be addicted to music or to YouTube does not mean your addiction is any less better or worse than somebody that's addicted to drugs. I mean, sure, there are one that might be a little bit more harmful than the other, but 
the idea is, is that we all go through difficult things and we all have to rely on things at times. And if you are going through an addiction and you're trying to get out of it, there is a way out. And one of those ways out is just trying to find those who have gone through it, asking them how they were able to get through that challenge. And if you're not trying to get through it, or maybe you don't recognize you have an addiction, well, to be quite honest, you probably do of some sort, or you're just a super amazing person. But all of us kind of rely on something very heavily. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but all of us do, you know? So the next answer, life can be hard sometimes. It's super easy to get down. Okay, so for those of you who weren't in the last episode, Clint Pulvery shared with us a statistic that I thought was amazing. He said, while the coronavirus has started, during this COVID-19 period of time, that depression and anxiety have gone up 1,000%. Isn't that wild? So when this person writes out and says, life can be hard sometimes and it's super easy to get down. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of us are in this place right now. And like I said, I don't want to weigh down on the negatives, but if you're going through a hard time, and I'm going to say this over and over again, you're not alone. And as you're able to reach out to those around you and to share with them the things that you might be feeling or going through, you're going to find and see that you're not alone. Here's somebody right here saying that they're going through a hard time. They continue on saying some of their struggles or some of their lower times is because of body dysmorphia. They're not sure if their body is perfect. Excuse me. They're not feeling good enough. And school stresses them out. There's so many different things and it's so easy to get down. I love how Clint last time he said, sometimes we just need to give ourselves a break. Maybe just turn on Netflix. Maybe go get some ice cream. Treat yourself, right? I know that's hard, especially when you're in a downtime because I've been in that spot. I've been in a spot where I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to go out. I just want to be in my room and not talk to anybody, right? But treat yourself. Try to find some kind of way that you can find some joy. Give yourself a break. Don't be so hard on yourself. Let's keep going on. Okay, this person says, anxiety about current events and social anxiety. Oh, man. How many of you right now are stressed about the elections or if you're listening to this, the past elections or what is going on in your communities or the coronavirus or any of the riots that are breaking out, right? It is a stressful time. And I noticed for me that there's definitely been moments where I'll just sit and I'll just be like, man, this world is chaotic. I don't know if I want to survive in this world. I don't know if it's worth pushing forward. And I don't know if you feel that same way too. And I've noticed that a lot of those times that I have those thoughts, I'm by myself. I'm in my car or I'm in my room or I'm at the library, whatever it is. And all these thoughts just creep in, right? But I noticed recently as I reached out to my roommates and some friends that a lot of people are feeling the stress too of the elections or the riots or the different perspectives or whatever you want to call it. And I think it's so cool to just reach out and to share with your friends like, man, I'm kind of scared right now. Like this is a scary time. And I want to say 
that no big change, there has been no innovation that didn't start with some kind of concern or problem, right? Entrepreneurship literally supports fixing issues or to go out and to create some kind of solution that will help other people. And so if you are in that entrepreneur kind of phase or if you're wanting to be an entrepreneur or something that a lot of people, Gen Z, Gen X, Gen Y, millennials, whatever it is, it's been shown over the last couple of, of tens of years that people want to make a difference, that they want to make a change, they're trying to find purpose. And I think a lot of the purpose can be found within some of the things that we want to address. So be open about it. But like I keep saying, you're not alone if you're having that kind of thoughts. Oh, this one's this one totally encompasses me. It says money struggles. Man, I don't know if this has been you or if you've gone through this, but like have you ever gotten to the beginning of the month and it's time to pay rent and you were just paid and you're like, "Well, there goes my whole paycheck." Or there goes half my paycheck. That is a hard thing. And man, we can talk about this all day long and and we can talk about finances and we'll, we'll, we'll have people on the show talk about what we can do as college students or even just as young adults or parents, you know, everyone struggles a little bit with money at some time. And we'll talk about that more and more and more. But if you're going through money struggles and you're stressed, I promise you, you're not alone. That's totally most of us. Okay. This one is a little bit deep and I want to take it seriously, but I want you, if you're listening to this right now and if you've gone through something similar, then I especially want you to know that you're, a lot, you're not alone. This person is super awesome for being vulnerable and sharing this. They said something that they're struggling with is dealing with the sexual abuse that they went through as a kid. They said it has been hard, but they're working on it. They explained, it was hard for me when I told my parents. Sometimes I wish I would have never told anyone. But then they go on and talk about how they talked about it and reached out that they were able to get the help that they need. I know it's this is such a heavy topic. And it's something that I feel like is especially underneath the stigma of not being able to talk about it. And I'm not necessarily saying that we need to go out and just share with the world our problems or share with the world the things that we have gone through. Because it needs to be within our deep-rooted relationships with our friends or our family or our roommates or somebody that you can trust, a professor, a teacher. But I know for me, there's, there's been times that I have reached out and I've talked to people and I've had these discussions about mental health. And I have had way more friends than not that have gone through some kind of sexual abuse. And if this is you, you're not alone and you are loved. You are cared about. I know as this person said, it's something difficult and it's even hard to trust that, that anybody would care about you after doing such a thing. But if you've gone through something like this, I want you to know that you're cared about, that you are loved. And that we'll have people on this show and there is resources to therapy and resources to whatever it may be that you need 
to come out of that situation. So whoever opened up about this and shared about it, seriously, thank you so much. I like how this person also said, because they have gone through something like this, they want to hear other people's stories and they want to know other people that have also been through abuse. They want to know what kind of abuse it was and how, what it led to. I love how this person shares that that abuse led to anxiety and fear, led to trust issues and not being able to know where the relationships were at. That's a difficult thing. And that's something that I know I'll never be able to understand. But as we continue to, I think as we continue to share our stories, we're really going to empower other people. I remember, for instance, there was somebody that had gone through sexual abuse and they had, as they share it with their friends, that they're actually empowering people as well. I want to share a specific experience. This goes back to the addiction, but there was a time that I was going through some kind of an addiction and I was with a really close person, a, a close person in my life, and they were, they were just sobbing and crying, and they, they had said, you know, I am going through this addiction. I'm going through this struggle right now. And they were just bawling, and they're like, man, I just wish you'd understand it, but you don't. Like, I'm the only person going through this. And I was able to explain to them, you know, no, I went through that same exact thing, actually. And they were mind blown. They're like, no way. I thought I was the only one. I thought I was the only one that could that has gone through this or who has messed up like this. But that's not the case. I promise you that as you're able to share your stories, that you're going to be able to inspire other people as well. The next answer. PTSD, anxiety, eating disorders, just feeling like my mind is broken in general. I don't want to get super emotional, but I know exactly what it feels like to feel broken. I like, I like how they said feeling like my mind is broken in general. I like how they use the word broken and in general. And the reason being is I know exactly what that feels like. I'm going to get a little bit vulnerable here because I think that that matters and able to connect us and to help us realize that we're not alone in what we go through. But there, there's been times that I'll walk on the streets at nighttime and I'll be in a hard place. I'll be crying, whatever the circumstances is. And I just think to myself, why am I going through this? Like, I feel like I can get through this, right? Why am I crying? I feel like I'm stronger than this. And then you just get that weird feeling that, oh, I'm broken. Oh, I am not good enough. Oh, I am not fixable. Those are all thoughts that I've had. And that's what this person is explaining too. And one of the huge things that's helped me is, is, like I said earlier, we all have this tendency to be very radical in our thinking. If you have a broken thought or if you break down, we automatically call ourselves broken. I know for me there'd be times that I cried or there'd be times that I didn't want to talk to anybody. And you have these, you, these mantras, these negative mantras in your head of, I'm broken, I'm broken, I'm broken, I'm broken. But you're not broken. You just have a broken moment. Or you had a breakdown. That does not mean that you, your new name is broken. It does not mean that you as a person is broken. There's a lot of really freaking cool things about you. There's a lot of really put together things about you. 
right? And I think it's very easy to get so involved in the broken things or to think that we're broken that we get or lose sight of the things that are really, truly amazing about us. On to the next answer. So this is a super heavy one as well, but this person had put, I sometimes catch myself thinking, is being alive really worth it? Have you had similar thoughts? As you're listening to this, have you ever asked yourself that question? And if you haven't, have you ever had somebody else maybe ask this question? I know for me, I've definitely asked that question. It's a hard one to ask. It probably kind of goes something like this, right? I know it goes like this for me. I'll be like, okay, I'll be in a dark place and I'll be like, is life really worth living? And then I'll have this fight with myself. It's like, yes, it's worth living. Like, what are you talking about? And you're like, what is it actually? And then you're, you're going back and forth with your mind, right? Is it worth living? Is it not? Is it worth living? And then you're like, oh, shut up. Don't talk like that. And then you're just like getting this, this other place, you know, and I don't want to make light of these feelings, but you know, if you are having these kind of thoughts, first off, like I keep saying, you're not alone. You are not alone. There's other people feeling the exact same thing. And I've realized for me, as I talk about that with other people, you start to find that meaning. Or as you're able to try to go out and get that exercise that you need or just move that little bit day by day that you'll finally start to see, maybe even just a little bit, that life is living. I think it's very easy in circumstances, and this is speaking from my own experience, that when we ask ourselves those questions, we start to pile on all the reasons why it's not worth living. But how many times have you stood back or stepped back and thought about all the things that make life worth living? Even if that's just seeing the sunrise, even if that's just having a car, even if that's just being able to wake up, you know? and feeling safe, and being comfortable at night, or whatever that is. So whoever put that there, seriously, thank you. And like I said, if you're feeling that way, you're not alone. And we're going to have people on the show talk about that. Okay. This is a good one, and I love this one too. This person had put, and they said, my whole family struggles with mental illness, including anxiety, depression, split personalities disorders and it's difficult to understand the best what you the best thing that you can do to support and love them it affects my own mental health and it exasperates my own anxiety disorder to see the people that i love who are struggling there's this idea of being an empath feeling what other people are feeling right and seeing other people that are struggling and then you start to struggle yourself and wonder what you can do to help them is this something that you're going through right now I know that it's something that I've gone through. That you you want to help everybody. You want to be the hero. You want to know how to help other people. And I'm going to keep saying this over and over again. And like I said, I'm no doctor. And I have no license or certificate to give any solutions. But I've noticed that as you just ask, and I know it's weird, I know it's a weird thought going up to be someone and being like, hey, I know you kind of struggle. What can I do for you? But it's so powerful sometimes. Let's continue going on. Overload of school and work with social pressure, trying to hang out with friends and new people. That's, that's one where we went over a little bit earlier. Like I said, 
I feel like sometimes we're like, man, I'm so stressed. I'm so overloaded. I have school and work and friends. And how am I supposed to juggle all this? And I feel like, at least for me, I'm like, man, I'm the only person feeling like this. Everyone else has their lives together. But I don't think that's the case all the time. I think a lot of us are feeling the same exact things. Oh, this is a good one. What am I supposed to major in? I'm losing my friends because they're going. I'm losing my friends because they're leaving me. They're going out and doing humanitarian trips or missionary works or even COVID. It's a struggle because it feels like I'm starting over and change is hard. Thank you for sharing whoever sent that out. And if you're going through this too, it is hard to change. And that's a difficult thing. And, you know, you'll get through it. On to the next response. This is a good one. They said something that they're struggling with right now is they honestly don't know how to have hope when they feel like hope has run out. I know friends that, like like we've mentioned earlier, that's... You ask those questions like, man, is it worth living? Is, is What's the purpose? Why am I here? What should I be doing? And you just seem to lose that hope. Is that something you're going through? I know it's something that I've gone through. And I think as we start to continue to find just little pieces of hope, what can you find? What's one hopeful thing today? Even if that's just like, man, I just took a step forward. Let's go to the next one. Next step, made it. We got it. On to the next one, right? Let's go to the next response. Anxiety and depression. Right now, I am trying to find a balance between being easy on myself and not stressing myself out too much and working hard and staying busy. I'm also trying to find affordable therapy and counseling options. First off, if you're listening, I want you to know a lot of really good therapists are willing to work with you with money. I know money was a struggle for me and I really wanted to go to therapy. And if you're listening to this and you've had the thoughts, man, I I think I should go to therapy. I think it could be worth it. I think it could help me. First off, it's available somewhere. Somewhere there's therapy available. If you're in a university, there is a lot of times counselors or even therapists that charge $10 a session, which is so affordable. If you're wanting to go out and to try to get a little bit of a more personal therapist, somebody that you work with, um, somebody that you get very close to or somebody that you're looking to spend long term with, they're willing to work with you. I know my therapist sat me down and he said, hey, this is my base fee. This is what I, this is like what I expect people to pay. But I'm here for you not to make the money. So if you're struggling with money, you let me know and we'll work it out. And a lot of therapists are this way. I'm not saying every therapist is, but a lot of therapists are. But going out and expressing those thoughts to somebody that's a professional, I'm so huge on that. It helped me so much and it continues to help me to this day. And you get to learn about how you can be easy on yourself and not stress out too much and the biggest thing that I've learned is that there isn't a cure. There's only ways to cope. There's, 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 not, there's not some magical thing that a therapist will tell you, at least not that it happened to me, and they're like, boom, 
this is it, and you're completely 100% happy. But they give you the tools. Something super cool we're going to talk about here probably next week in the podcast is that therapy was actually designed as a pre, what's the word, pre-mentative, a pre-challenge thing. So therapy at its earliest form was actually designed to prepare you for when you ran into challenges, not necessarily to meet you when you're right in the middle of them or to meet you after you've already gone through them. And so that therapy option is really going to help you build a lot of coping mechanisms and a lot of different tools that you can use in your life. Okay. Sorry, I'm just going through the the different answers here. This is a huge one, another very deep one. This person said an unexpected pregnancy. They feel judgment from friends and family, and they're worried they won't be good enough. They feel alone. Now, aside from the, the unexpected pregnancy part, I feel like as a parent or even a caretaker, that it's so easy to be like, am I doing good enough? Am I, am I enough for my kids? Am I doing enough for my family? Am I doing enough for my spouse? Am I doing enough for my girlfriend or whatever it is, my boyfriend? It's so easy to get caught up in the, am I doing good enough? Am I doing good enough? Am I doing good enough? That's something that I've totally gone through. Not the, not the parenting part, but asking myself, am I good enough for the people around me? And the unexpected pregnancy part, that's something difficult too, and that's something that I'm not ever going to understand, I think. But there are a lot of people that go through it. And the things that happen or the things that you do are not who you are. The way that you define yourself shouldn't be the things that you have done. But it should be the person that you want to be and the person you're trying to be. I think sometimes when we view people that have unexpected pregnancies or there's even like people that are transgender or who are coming out and have expressed themselves as being bisexual or homosexual, that a lot of times they define themselves as that, right? Okay, I am now an unexpected pregnancy. I am now a, a preteen mom or a young mom, or I am a homosexual, or I am bisexual, or I am depressed, or I am anxious, or whatever it is. And we define ourselves by these things. But it's just something that happened. Or it is just something that you prefer, or it is something that you, you like. And that doesn't necessarily define who you are, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. You could be the greatest mom in the whole entire world. You could be the greatest friend in the whole entire world. You could be the greatest husband to your husband. You could be the greatest wife to your wife or whatever it is. It's the who you want to be and who you're trying to be now that matters, not necessarily the what you have done. Okay, let's move on. That one has been answered. Someone else said being uncomfortable with their body. Isolation. Dealing with people who are also mentally ill, um, being passive aggressive or narcissism, people that won't really share. I love, I love Brene Brown. She's an author. She talks a lot about vulnerability and being open with the people around us. And one of the very coolest things that she shares is the story I'm telling myself is, and this has been so huge in my life, 
But she goes on to explain when we are going through something or somebody does something to us, a lot of the times we have these stories that are made up in our minds, right? So for example, somebody could be passive aggressive or somebody could be a little bit of a narcissist or there could be somebody going through a hard time and you just like in your mind, and I know that I've gone through this myself, but in your mind, you're like, man, why are they mad at me? Why won't they talk to me? They hate me. Or man, like, why won't they just say what they're thinking? Or are they scared that they don't trust me? Or whatever that is. And the coolest thing is there's this there's this, this phrase that just opens things up. And that phrase is the story I'm telling myself is. So for example, let's say you have somebody that is going through mental illness. And you're a little bit concerned that you're just adding on to it. Or that you're not necessarily helping them. Or you're not being the friend that you want to be for them. And it's so difficult to think about how easy of a solution this is. It's easy to be said and not done. But to just say, hey, the story I'm telling myself is I don't really think I'm a great friend. Or the story that I'm telling myself is that I'm causing more pain for you. Is that true? And just being very open about saying, you know, I feel like this is what's going on. Am I correct or am I wrong? Financial stress just came up again, knowing that there isn't much I can do to help my current financial situation since I'm already working in college full time. Man, that is, that's all of us. That is for college students. If you're a college student like myself, that is, that is us. We don't know what we can do more of. And I think with this one, I think we have this pressure to, to have nice things. And I know this is so cliche, but it's, we have pressure to take girls on nice dates or we have pressure to buy nice food or we have pressure to buy nice clothes or buy a nice car or buy a nice bicycle or whatever that is, right? But this is going to sound so silly, but the coolest thing that I learned when I got home um, from a trip that I went on is my friend said, dude, we love going to coffee shops and going like taking dates to a coffee shop. And I'm like, why? And they're like, cause it's five bucks. It cost me $5. I get them a drink. I get a drink. We get to sit and talk for an hour. If things go well, then we can continue to do something a little bit funner. If things don't go well, then you can leave. And that's a little bit more dating, but I think just finding joy in the cheaper options. I mean, game nights, having movies at your, your house, you know, going on those cheap dates, maybe not even paying for a date at all. Just go play a game in a park or going to the mountains and exploring or whatever that is. Okay, um, this is the last, let's see, this is the last answer that we have for today or that we're going to go over. Time management, it's hard to motivate during COVID. Yep, that's me. That's totally me. I know that there's, there's moments that I wake up and I'm like, I want to do all these things, and yet I don't. I have so many things I want to do, but I don't know if I can do them. I want to do all my homework, but I want to sit on the couch, right? And it's hard to create that time management or to be motivated during COVID. If you're going through this, you're not alone. Um, just to end this episode, there's a lot of different questions that we asked in this. But the, the, main, the main idea of this episode was these are things that other people are going through. 
And I'm really hoping that as you listen to this, you just had this kind of sigh of relief or you even laughed a little bit, hopefully. I mean, we went over some dark stuff today, but I know for me, and maybe I'll just end with a story. But in one of my very first therapy sessions, I remember my therapist asking me to just be open with him. And he said, the more open you are with me, the more I can help. And I was like, okay, okay, all right, cool. If I just, if I'm just open, then, you know, he'll be able to help me. And we talked about some deep stuff. We talked about how I was feeling depressed at times. We talked about how I was feeling anxious or not good enough. And the coolest thing in the whole entire world is he would look at me and he'd be like, yeah, yeah. And I'd be so confused because he was smiling and I was like frying on his, you know, in, a, in this, this chair. But he was like, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what that's like. When I was younger, I went through depression or I really, you know, have a lot of doubt in myself as a father right now. And I know what it's like to doubt your relationships. And as soon as he would say these things, he was just like, oh, I'm not alone. And, you know, things might not be completely better, but at least I know that I don't stand alone. So for those of you who have tuned in today and have made it this far, I just want to thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And we have professionals that are going to come in and talk about these things. Talking about dating, talking about feeling anxious and depressed, and talking about, you know, the financial struggles of college and being a college student and choosing your major and all these kind of things. And if there's anything else that you want, please reach out, let me know. My Instagram is the Braden Carter. You can also look me up on Facebook and I would love to answer or try to get people to answer any of the questions that you might have. So thank you so much for tuning in today to the self-design show. Seriously, it means the world to me. I'm so grateful that you're here and I can't wait to continue to get to know you, to share experiences with you and to have people that can share their experiences with us. Thank you once again. Until next time, guys.